This is my journey from epilepsy Tasmania. Real stories from people with a lived experience of epilepsy and the experts trying to make life better for them. My name is Sean Smith. I'm a father of two children, Lily and Harper. And our experience with epilepsy has been uh, a lifelong journey from myself being diagnosed um, individually um, as a young person or a child, if you like, um, through to my wife also being diagnosed with epilepsy and unfortunately her passing away from SUDEP uh, three years ago. The sudden unexpected death of someone with epilepsy is known as SUDEP. It can occur in people who were otherwise well and in whom no other cause of death can be found. No one knows what causes SUDEP and we can't predict who will be affected. We do know around 300 people die as a result of it in Australia every single year. It's almost one person every day. I uh, met my partner in 2002 and uh, she, not that I knew at the time, but she had had some seizures and a long investigative process as to try and find out why she was having them. Um, she didn't have a diagnosis uh, and so we went through a really, really long journey um, of trying to find out what was going on um, and eventually we got a, an epilepsy diagnosis and many, many years later and she started medication programs. Um, we trialled a number of different medications uh, and we were still going through that process uh, when she passed away. I have two, two daughters. We have uh, Lily who is 11. Uh, she's in grade six this year and Harper is in grade two this year. She's seven years of age. Um, both very different kids, but when uh, Tamika passed away, they were seven and three, so very, very young. Um, they were uh, didn't really understand the situation quite so much. Um, Lily certainly more so being the older one and having more time with her mum has more memories. Um, Harper still has memories of her mum and will still come to me at different times uh, quite upset that she misses her mum, uh, especially if things are going wrong or she's not feeling well. Um, and so, you know, for, for my girls, they lost the most important person in their lives at that time, the person who was spending all the time with them while I was out working and doing other bits and pieces, um, you know, to make it was the primary caregiver, so, and, and loved them fiercely. So to lose her was a huge upheaval for all of us, but for those two kids in particular, um, it's been a real challenge and an on it will be an ongoing challenge for them going forward. Um, going to school and falling over, bumping, grazing a knee or something, the first thing most kids call out for is their mum um, and my kids can't do that. At school uh, they celebrate Mother's Day, um, which is great, but it really impacts my kids because that's um, a, a really big challenge for them to get through. Um, they've They've been amazing though. Their resilience, the resilience of children is, is amazing. Um, and to be honest, they sort of give me the strength to get through too sometimes. We all have moments where we, um, where we struggle um, and where we wish that things are different. But um, for us, you know, our new normal now is the three of us moving forward and we're, we're fortunate we've got a lot of really good family support and friendships around us that, um, that really look after us, take care of us, check in with us, make sure we're all okay. Uh, so we've, we've been really lucky in that sense. But I know others, there are others out there that 
have experienced similar things that might not necessarily have this level of support that we have experienced. And she passed away from SUDEP, which is something that a very large portion of the population have no idea about. No, that's right. And, and to be honest, we didn't really know much about it either. Um, we'd certainly heard of it, um, but didn't really think that it applied um, to us um, and until it happened. And uh, so now I think uh, from our perspective, we just want to get the word out there and, um, and encourage people to, to get the help that they need to ensure they get proper management plans in place, see their GP um, and talk about their condition with people around them. Do you think those opportunities exist or do we need to do more work? Yeah, I think this, this space has really grown. The momentum's really grown. I've, I've really witnessed this over the last three years and, and maybe part of that is because uh, I've had a more active involvement in this since Tamika passed away. But uh, certainly um, the amount of opportunity for people to talk about epilepsy, the profile that it has now in the community uh, I think is grown exponentially over the last couple of years. How do the girls talk about epilepsy? Um, well, Harper, my youngest one, doesn't really talk about it. Um, although when it comes to Purple Month every every year, she gets really active. Um, she loves the new soft toys that come out every year. So that's uh, something to look forward to. Lily um, is certainly... A bit of a warrior I think when it comes to um, a cause so if it's an environmental cause she's up front and center when it comes to epilepsy she's mad keen to get involved and help with fundraising um, both girls um, did an amazing job last year making soaps to sell for, epi- for epilepsy Tasmania um, and to raise funds for that and um, we sold um, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them through Facebook, through uh, the school fair, uh, where they were able to put a stall up and and sell a whole heap of things. Um, And uh, Lily in particular um, organised a Purple Day at her school, so they raised I think over $1,000 just um, from one day at school where all the kids chipped in and made some purple things and sold them and, um, yeah, and it just went from strength to strength. So... Um, that's her goal for this year is to do another Purple Day at her school and, um, and see what we can raise there again. What can you tell me about the stigma? How's that affected your life? Uh, in the early years, it was I, th- I think people really feared what they didn't know and epilepsy is a scary thing if you witness a seizure, um, particularly for kids who don't know what they're looking at. Uh, it's, quite, it's quite scary. It can be quite scary. Um, and even more so for those that are experiencing it themselves. But, um, and so I think in, in that sense, it's, it's just the unknown. When people are uneducated, they don't know about it, um, they avoid it. And so sometimes I think for me back when I was younger, the, the fear of abandonment in a sense that people just aren't going to treat you the same, um, they're going to treat you differently, they look at you differently, um, that that's kind of a real fear for people and so to shelve that fear you don't talk about it you don't um, you know you don't engage in conversation you just try and sweep it under the carpet and, and move on as best you can but I think now we're sort of living in a society where we've got a lot of platforms to communicate um, people don't have to have face-to-face conversations with people we can we can text we can use social media platforms to communicate and, and check in with people 
Um, I think we, we're seeing a very different landscape now in the way that people communicate. Um, but I think that provides us with huge opportunity uh, in terms of communicating um, and, and awareness raising for epilepsy. My Journey's been released for Purple Month 2020. It's a worldwide grassroots campaign aimed at getting people talking about epilepsy, about reducing the stigma and helping those affected to live full and happy lives. To find out more, go to epilepsytasmania.org.au. My Journey is an Icon Media production for Epilepsy Tasmania. It's written, directed, produced and edited by me, Sam Icon. Audio design is from Nicholas Storr. The music is from Chelsea McGough and Breakmaster Cylinder. And with special thanks to Sean, Lily and Harper.